in our opinion, movies can be found in one of two realms. The realm of the renown, those active in the minds of pop culture, your masterpieces, your witty comedies, your impactful horror. There are even those so bad they're good, cult classics. This is not a show about those movies. Instead, we bravely venture into the realm of the forgotten. We plummet into the depths of the mediocre, the left behind, the seventh at the box office, and the bottom of the bargain bin. What strange horrors will we find on our exploration? What unholy dialogue will we encounter? And what artifacts that may at first have been overlooked will we reclaim? I'm Lily. I'm Peter. I'm Wesley. Hello. From obscurity. Obscurity. <laughs> obscurity. And today oh, sure. we're talking about the 2005? Four. 2004 <laughs> movie Troy. Oh, what a go. movie it is. Woohoo. The forgotten masterpiece. All right. The 2004, 2004. sword and sandal epic. Yeah. Troy. Troy. Um, yeah. I. I have you guys seen this? I feel you guys had seen this before, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had, I had never seen it. I always just thought this movie was Gladiator. Um, <laughs> and I always went, well, well, I've seen Gladiator, so I don't need to see Troy. Uh, but it's very good. And it's very. Yeah, you can't different. really say it's poorly done. It is. It is very different too. Yeah. It is. Uh. I. Uh, I'll. I'll take a stand right here and say this movie is not Gladiator. <laughs> Russell Crowe is nowhere to be found. <laughs> I tried. He's not in it. You tried what? I tried finding him. Oh. <laughs> He's not in it. No, he was nowhere to be seen. Joaquin yeah, this Phoenix's movie. vegan leather mm-hmm. armor is not in it. Yeah. Leather, yeah. Did he wear vegan leather armor? He did. Was that like a special request from him? It was a vegan request. Ah. He killed his own plants to wear that. (laughs) Wow. With his own hands. Murderer. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, Yeah, this movie is fantastic. I... This this movie goes back for me Mm because I watched it with my sister who... uh, My older sister who knew a lot about Greek mythology and she loved the Iliad and she loved, um, which sister Hannah, my older sister. And I'm not always as close with Hannah. So this was a really cool bonding time that we had together. Me as maybe a 10 year old and her as like a 16 year old telling me Mm -hmm. all about the intrigue and the politics and who's who Metaleus is the brother to Agamemnon and they're going to war and Achilles doesn't like Agamemnon. She also explained to me that this is loosely based on the Iliad because there are Uh tons, tons of gods involved in the Iliad. And this is a godless movie. (laughs) This is secular. (laughs) Uh, I will a say that ancient Greek movie. Yes. (laughs) That this did like, I know it is the, Iliad. Well, I know it's based on the Iliad, but it really does feel like kind of like um, an all-star cast of all your ancient Greek heroes. <laughs> like you got you got Achilles, you got Odysseus, you got Ajax, you got Agamemnon, Hector, you got Hector, you got Paris, you got Helen. Like all Pre- the names Pre- you Am. know, Priam, who I cannot remember. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> okay. him in the movie. I do not remember anything he's done. In Greek 
he history. He had a ton of kids. It's ah. it's widely <laughs> speculated how many kids because in this one it's like oh he had like based in the Iliad it's like it had ten and the the Aenid by Virgil it's like he had twenty. Uh-huh. So very prolific father. Yes, his greatest accomplishment. Having kids. That are all slain at the fall of Troy (laughs) (laughs) and given as slaves. The women are given as slaves Uh, and the men are killed. Great. Love that. Circle of life, it seems. Circle of Greece. Circle Circle of of Troy. But Lily, what did you, what's your familiarity with this movie? How did you come by it? Yeah, so when I first watched it, I was, I would say fairly angsty teenager and i think i was at a point where i was just really mad that it wasn't like happily ever ever after mm. that achilles dies you know paris kills spoilers him. spoiler alert it's the <laughs> oldest story in our western civilization if you don't know the ending that's on you <laughs> you had about two millennia to figure this out three yeah, months ne- yeah next you're gonna tell me how it, what achilles only weakness is <laughs> and i don't want to know i couldn't I even remember no <laughs> i don't even um and then yeah so i remember not liking it because achilles dies and i wanted <laughs> i wanted Briseis and achilles to like run off into the sunset to get together like them. paris and helen mm-hmm. i put them on a ship put them on a ship <laughs> yeah you ship a them thousand i ships. ship them one Thousand. <laughs> one thousand. <laughs> one thousand ships. Yeah. But now that I've watched it now, I think with more appreci- appreciation of what the story is and what the mythology is, I'm like, oh, this is a well done version of a really old, kind of messed up story mm-hmm. when you look at right. what actually happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how well, um, this movie, for better or for worse, really sanitized a lot about oh, the yeah. most famous war. <laughs> And what happens to people during a total war. Yes. A war that I like might or might not have existed, too. Yeah. That like, part really intrigues me, that, that something actually could have happened. Yeah. Homer just took this story, and it was an oral tradition uh-huh. to just speak this story. And the Odyssey, which I cannot imagine that having a six-hour tale told to you, but I guess, you know, you oh don't have God. that much to do I back mean, in the day. Yeah, there, there's, like, no books. There's no movies. Like, there's plays sometimes. There's, like, music sometimes. But it, I, I feel like, you know what? So, some days I just want to sit down and listen to some listen. dude tell me about war for six straight hours. About a ten-year war. That yeah. in this movie, a week? Yeah, very quick. I didn't like that. <laughs> Which I, I was fine with in the movie because I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a choice. Right. Ten years, people are going to age. It's weird. Uh-huh. Like, I was I, on board for the movie. I'd prefer it to be like a month or or yeah. like two, what? like several weeks because even at the, after the big battle, the one at the gates, mm-hmm. there was a lot of character development in in Achilles. And so he gets there. I know I'm I'm going straight into the movie, but he gets there, he sleeps with Brias, and then he decides to go home. I mean, that was in the course of two days. Yeah. So <laughs> like I'm I wish there it. was like I wish there was like a few weeks. I understand like you can't make a ten year movie, and I don't. And want I think a it's hard movie. to show the the passage of t- of time. Yeah, it just felt to me <laughs> that it did not constitute a change in him. 
like the no, one well, day, one battle. The, yeah, the the one thing I will say but is like me. he the uh he didn't want to be there though. He like, hates Agamemnon. So like I I can I can see him just looking for any excuse to be like, cool, I'm out. Peace. I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my hippie robes. Uh-huh. And get can, another oh, blow dry. My god, can I talk about the costume design on this movie? Go ahead. It's so good. Oh my I, gosh. The yeah. entire movie, I was watching every single character and thinking, I want that outfit. <laughs> Me too. Everything was everything looks so good. Everything looked freaking handmade. I don't know yeah. who the... I should have looked up who the costume designer was on this, but whoever it was, they did a fantastic job. Everybody is in, like, this cool, like, almost, like, like iron plate leather armor or, mm-hmm. like, these, like, blowing blue linen cloaks. Yeah, all the Trojans these, have these amazing blue and white robes. Yeah, and uh, everything looked... Very comfortable too, like shapeless. I, I feel like a, a lot of times you'll see like movies set in ancient whatever, and it'll be like, oh god, I can't imagine wearing that every single day. But a watching toga. this is like, you know what? I think I could dig Greece. I think I could go live in ancient Greece, just fashion wise, nothing else. Well, I like I was jealous store. of how long the women's hair were, and obviously <laughs> there's wigs and extensions. But I was like, y'all taking care. Keratin treatments, treatments or something, because they were yeah. all so long and so gorgeous. Oh yeah, I like this. I think the costume design too was, yes, this is Greece, but this is ancient, ancient Greece. This mm-hmm. would have been ancient for like the ancient Greek. So, like yeah. for Pericles, this would have been the story he grew up with as a boy. Yeah, so it kind of looked even more when when I. I would like compare it to movies about the Bible. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of biblical. Even. Yeah, and um, that's a very good seg- segue because I was looking up sort of similar sword and sandals movies, and it definitely felt like this movie was trying to harken back to like the David Lean and the the Ben Hur's with mm-hmm. the, oh, the yeah. scope and the music, the, the and, epicness. Yeah, and- sword and sandals. Yeah, and. It kind of bummed, I mean, it just kind of bummed me out that this just wasn't received that way because you could tell no. they wanted it to was it happen not, so bad. Okay, so I really don't know anything about this movie. Like, like I just well, assumed it was like, oh, it's got Brad Pitt. It's got Orlando Bloom. It's Eric got Banana. Eric Banana. Eric Banana. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Like, did this movie not do well? So what happened was this movie came out i mean this was a long movie but it mm-hmm. was coming on the coattails of gladiator which was very successful uh-huh. and a few years a, after right that was in 2000 and this one was in 2004 and then there was the series of lord of the rings which mm-hmm. had orlando bloom and sean bean in it just mm-hmm. like this sean movie bon. sean bon. and those were very long and flowy and then this Lots one comes out. What'd you say? Lots. I mean, um, shapeless, like draped clothing. <laughs> yes, yes. With beautiful hair. But a lot of mythology, right? There was a ton of name drops in here. There was a lot of male on male affection, even though mm-hmm. Patroclus was definitely not his lover. And that's a fact. 
No, sorry. Uh, Lucy is a later. revisionist when it comes a to the Iliad. life partner. Excuse me. He just me. loved his cousin. He loved his cousin so fucking much, man. God. hard. I don't no, care that he said he wanted to be buried with him so he could be with him forever. They were platonic <laughs> friends who were cousins. Just guys being dudes. Just dudes so, being pals. So yeah, to finish yeah, that Super thought. cousins. <laughs> super Which cousins. is ancient Greek for gay. <laughs> No, but that um that actually um brings up a, a really good point I have with this movie. Um just imagine, and I know it's totally far-fetched, it wouldn't have happened, but it just makes me happy to think that like the actor Garrett Headlett, who played Patroclus and Achilles Brad Pitt, were like, dude, let's like make this like a gay lover story in 2005, like 2004, sorry. That would have been so cool if they were like, no, we're going to go with what it actually is. Mm -hmm. And we're in love. And he loves Briseis because Achilles is queer. And he's the best fighter in the world. That would have been so cool. It would have been cool now, but I can imagine, like, because the year later it came out, uh, what came out? The uh, Brokeback Mountain. And that mercilessly got destroyed by every layman person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the critics loved it, and but this was obviously to attract a broad audience, which is funny to finish the thought before is like it it made its money back, but I feel like this was an Oscar bait blockbuster in yes. the vein of Gladiator and Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and it got one Oscar nomination. It totally costume missed. Was it for costume design? It no. Oh, Makeup, sorry. Yes, hair. yes. It was. Yes, yes. it was costume design. <laughs> I thought so it this won is the beginning costume of costume dramas only getting best costume design <laughs> and getting zero recognition for anything else, which is I hate th- about the Academy. Is that a thing? Like what movies? I'm curious. Now. Oh, Marie Antoinette, oh, Memoirs of a Geisha. Um, now I'm blank blanking. <laughs> that's all right. But I put you right on the spot. I do think that's a Lily. thing. We're like we're only going to recognize historical dramas for the stuff people wear. Uh-huh. I think and not Suicide for the acting Squad. or writing or anything. Suicide Squad, the 2006 one, it 2016. Best, it got nominated for Best Makeup Design, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. Like, something bizarre. That movie should have no recognition, no. in my opinion. But, like, no. it does go to your point, Lily, that, yeah, we can recognize this movie, this popular movie, but not give it anything. So No. I, I will, I do want to address the question I'm sure is on everybody's mind. <laughs> That every single person wants to ask and all confirm it. Yes, Brad Pitt had a butt double. Did he? <laughs> yes, he did. The butt you see in this movie is not Brad Pitt's butt. It is a butt double, and apparently, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the up. the call went out for somebody with legs like a tree trunk. <laughs> what? The- <laughs> what? And that's how they found the Brad Pitt butt double. <laughs> uh, do, when does he show his butt? When at, doesn't he show his butt? No, at, at the uh, um, <laughs> God, when is it? Is I, it when he? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, when he's it, in the tent with Briseis. Yeah, I, I think it, it's right after their oh. night of passionate lovemaking. <laughs> um, you, that was you actually really Brad tame. Butt. Yeah, and I'm just saying this movie is like a masterclass in suggesting nudity. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Orlando Bloom and Diane Kruger were like, "Oh, here's this necklace Mm -hmm. you can wear." Yeah, we're all sweaty now. Post (laughs) credits. 
Also I, a butt double, Orlando Bloom. Ah, dang it. <gasps> Yet to see their butt. Mm-hmm. No famous butt. No famous butts in this movie. I Plenty of butts. I would have liked to have seen Julie Chris, Christie's butt in this. <laughs> um, Achilles' mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Julie Christie is probably the most beautiful woman who ever lived. And I'm she really glad they got her. And Peter O'Toole. Like, they got these icons from the era that they were making the David Lean yeah. swords and sandals epics. And then I bet yeah. they were like, oh, it'll be just like when I was 30. Nope. It's really not going to get the, the recognition that your movies did. <laughs> well, I, I loved uh, I love that scene with Achilles, Achilles and Achilles' mother because yeah. it was the only allusion to him as like a god or a demigod. At yeah. least that's how I interpreted it as him. That he's more than just a human. Like yeah. his, There's something else happening. Yeah, like his mother was a god. That's mm-hmm. how I took that scene. And also, my sister Hannah told me that she she was a god. <laughs> I also have she that is? going for me. Yeah, I yeah, know. I she's oh, he's a she's a god, but maybe not in this movie. I just assumed yeah. how the scene played out. They did really he, make this a secular ancient well, Greek movie. I really enjoyed well, how they went about. I I really enjoyed how they went about it because like even um, like there's all that talk about like Apollo watches over us, but like Apollo's not doing anything. And every time they talked about Achilles, they're like, oh, Achilles, he's been like favored by the gods, like nothing bad can happen to him. And it it really is like I've in in the actual Iliad, he is straight up invincible. Like his skin cannot be pierced. And in this one, they just made him like really good at dodging things. <laughs> I know, he just, when Hector throws the spear, he's just like, whoosh, <laughs> moves well, his head th- to the left slightly. The Achilles thing doesn't make sense. Like, when Paris in shoots him. In Yeah, because Paris shoots him in the Achilles, uh, Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. And it only makes sense Why is it called if you that? Know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and Let me it figure only it out on my own. If you have gods involved, but since... You don't have God in, involved. It looks like he missed the shot really bad. Yeah, but it looked like everybody he... in the theaters was like, "Oh, it's the thing! It's that thing that they!" D-. It's like fan service. That was yeah. like the one thing of fan service they did. Are you okay? If we're t- going to talk about fan service with Achilles, oh, yeah. I mean, he is the perfect looking human in this movie. Well, he's he Brad beautiful. Pitt. He's Brad Pitt, <laughs> and he's like when man. he's washing himself after the battle and Brissette so is, ineffectively. He's lightly splashing water on caked on blood and mud and nothing is happening. He's just like, I'm clean now. And he cuts to the next scene and he's had like a bath. (laughs) And then he smells Rose Byrne's hair. And that's how we know she's royalty. She has bougie hair care products. It's true. I, I would imagine. Uh, before we get too far past the uh, uh, shot in the ankle thing, I do want to uh, bring <laughs> Which up... Which is near the end of the movie. That, like, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. It's the last five minutes of the movie, but I don't want to pass it by. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I, I understand that, like, it definitely was, a, like, a, a reference to, like, oh, yeah, that's Achilles' weakness or whatever. And, like, if they are making this more, like human like he's just a great warrior Mm -hmm. uh you cannot stand up after being shot in the achilles tendon (laughs) and he walks like down half a courtyard 
and takes a three more arrows. It's like, no, 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 my man. Sure, you're tough, but you're not walking right now. Well, it gave uh, it gave Legolas. Uh, he got his, to be an archer again. He got mm-hmm. to be an archer again. That uh, scene broke done... my heart as a 13-year-old. I was literally like, Brisset is going, no, stop, no. <laughs> like, hey, ha- I was just devastated. <laughs> what were you saying, Wesley? Well, no, have we done like the, like, have we even given an intro of this thing? No, we have not. So okay. <laughs> this <forgot>. is, <laughs> this is Troy. Have you read the Iliad? It's that kind of. Uh, really. Mixed with the Aenid, mixed with some of the other. Um, yeah, so this is about. Um, uh, I can never remember. I can never remember the king of Sparta's name. Agamemnon. Menelaus. No, no, no. no. Menelaus. Sparta. Menelaus. Thank you. Oh, so wait. The king of Greece is Agamemnon. Yes. And the king of Sparta is Menelaus. Oh, it's Menelaus. Agamemnon is uh, uh, (laughs) uniting all these cities. He's basically becoming the emperor of Greece. Yes. Uh, But there's all these different kingdoms that he is uh, in charge of. So Menelaus, king of Sparta, everyone knows the Spartans, 300, all that, super good warriors. Uh, Menelaus is married to Helen, who is the most beautiful woman in the world. She is gorgeous in this movie. And they cast Dan Kruger. Yeah, and they cast Dan Kruger. So, yeah. Yeah. Good call. Um, And uh, there is a tacit uh, uh, peace between the kingdoms of Greece and the kingdom of Troy, uh, who is. Sparta. I thought it was the peace between. No, no, no. Sparta's part of Greece. Sparta, Sparta is allied with Greece, and they are tacitly at peace with Troy, but Troy has not, like, bent the knee to Greece at all. Um, and Orlando Bloom, a.k.a. Paris, uh, and his brother Hector, who is the greatest warrior of Troy, are in Sparta for some reason? Why are they there? Well, peace again, treaty? it's peace treaty. They're, so okay. that they're not killing they're, each other for a few minutes? Yeah. <laughs> for a few minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thus the minutes. <laughs> And uh, any excuse to throw a party. Yeah. yeah. And Paris is having an affair with, uh, I already forgot his name. Helen. Menelaus's wife. Menelaus. Menelaus's wife, Helen. The most beautiful woman in the world. And a loveless marriage to a brute. Yeah. And so um, Helen and Paris run back to, they, they steal away back to Troy, which infuriates Menelaus and Menelaus goes to his brother Agamemnon who is the uh, ruler of all of Greece and says hey I want to get revenge on this dude you want to conquer Troy I want to kill my wife let's team up let's go fuck up Troy Uh, I have the strongest warrior on the planet Achilles Um, why don't we just go take them out and so the movie is about the uh, the armies of Greece, and also kind of in a side story, Achilles on his own. Um, yeah, Achilles owns a platoon. Like, yes, if he owned the Blackhawks. Uh, sorry, not the Blackhawks. Seal Team Six. Uh, yeah, Seal Team Six. He yeah. owns 
The SEAL Team Six. They're like elite warriors. The Myrianids yeah. or something? No, the, the Myrmidons, baby. The Myrmidons. It sounds like mermaid. And I thought that was such <laughs> uh, a weird thing. That would still be badass. So, yeah, it it, it's basically about um, Troy and Greece fighting. And it's great. And it's great. I will, <laughs> I will say, so there's a lot, as we mentioned before, There's a, this is a star-studded cast. So you got... Oh. Amazing. You got Brian Cox as Agamemnon. Was he has. a star, though? I don't mean to be a dick, but like, was he a star? I uh, think he was. He's been. Because he we just he said just star studded cast and then mentioned Brian Cox. No, no, no. He, he Love just him came, to death. <laughs> don't think he's a star. He just came off of. He doesn't have of, to be, but he's, he's a great Shakespearean actor. Wesley, well, what he, did he just come off of? X Men? Well, X Men and Born, uh, the Born series. Okay, so he, so was, he, was, he known was a to resident audiences. bad guy. He was a okay. resident bad guy. And he's so good at it. Brendan Gleeson, who was not a star, but like we know him. Oh, he's a he's just an amazing actor. actor. Especially for historical dramas. He has a face that yeah. lends itself to like, I'm going to fight in your war. Mm-hmm. So Brendan Gleeson plays Menelaus. Mm-hmm. And um, if I can interject for just one moment, um, historically, Menelaus, there's some um, debate over like, if he wanted to get Helen back because he still really loved her and it, like if she went back to him, all would be forgiven. But in this one, it's like, I just want to kill her with my bare hands. Like it's a very yeah, directive, like cut. distinct take where he just wants to kill Helen for leaving yes. him. Like he is not really in love with her. He just wanted to like own her because in, um, what is it? The, and the Netflix show, Troy, Fall of a City, Menelaus is very much still in love with Helen at the end of it. So it's this is a very dis like they made a choice. Ah, <laughs> Menelaus well, is a well asshole. in the yeah well in the I- Iliad it was Menelaus it was Paris who traded a golden apple uh, that mm-hmm. could have been an orange like I saw some translations <laughs> that it could have just been an orange apples and, apples and oranges but he traded it to Aphrodite or Aphrodite made a deal with him and mm-hmm. said I'll get you a I'll get you a uh, the hottest babe in all the world, and so she basically put Helen under. So that a spell. he would name her the most beautiful goddess against Athena and, and Hera. Oh yeah, that was it. That was it. And a so goddess after wanted to win a competition was, that started the war. <laughs> I know Aphrodite kind of fucked that whole thing up, but a- after the war, Helen kind of broke out of his spell, and they in the Odyssey you actually see Menelaus and Helen still together, like mm. hanging out. I mean, not right, chilling. Out. Being Just married, <laughs> so it's so. definitely a strong choice that the, yes. the David Benioff, who is the Game of Thrones uh, co-showrunner and writer, the who wrote this screenplay, which he is a fantastic adapter. Oh I my think he god! Is. I think this was fantastic, and it, I it thought... did. I I got a feel kind of like. Of Game of Thrones too, like I, I feel like there's he, some Game of Thrones actors. Got, there are some Game of Thrones actors, but I feel like he definitely got like, uh, like he learned some lessons from Troy. He's like, I bet I can turn this into friggin' fantasy. <laughs> the one and thing that I have with the writing of this, yes, the whole like we will be remembered, immortality, remember my name, will live forever. It's a little yeah. overdone. Well, it's kind it's of the a questioning beaten of over war. The head. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Because it's like, I think as an audience, we already know that. Um, But they don't. (laughs) It was just, I could have done with like five less. (laughs) Not saying you can't say it. It's true. It's true. It was a lot. 
it was a lot of anti-war, what is war about, like a yes. philosophizing about. Especially from Achilles, which was cool. Uh, yeah, I love fighter. this part. That's a good point. So I love this part, like watching it this time, because I watched it a lot as a kid. I watched it once, uh, maybe a few years ago, and now for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, is I saw this through like the lens of him knowing his fate, because his mother told him that he was yeah. going to die. And so he's really choosing. He's like a dead man walking over at uh, over in Troy. So yeah. I thought that was a real. So I saw him differently this time as less of a warmonger, which he is. The first introduction we get to him is him telling a child, "You're a fucking coward. <laughs> You'll You're never be die remembered." Such a good, such a good. Seems like the this this little kid. Like the this like young I don't know maybe like seven yeah. year old boy goes, goes up to, to Achilles up. and he's like Achilles the king is calling for you we need you to fight this like giant man and Achilles <laughs> goes like all right uh, I'll just go kill him I guess and the kid goes this small once again this small kid is like oh I'm afraid of him he's scary. And Achilles goes, and that's why you'll never be remembered. And that's <laughs> like, your main character. On, dude. This is so this is why Literally I like don't this don't kill movie. the messenger. Like, <laughs> you're not a nice dude. This is why I, I love this movie. I bet his butt double was used when we first see him because he had a a very lusty evening when we look into the tent when the, when the kid goes to get him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Butt double. Juicy. Butt double. Butt double. What were we saying, Wesley? What was I saying? I forgot. You said this is why we... Oh, this is why I really like this story because it feels less of a three-act structure and more of a five-act structure. Yeah. It feels Shakespearean. And uh-huh. then also the characters... It, this blew my mind as a kid that the characters of Agamemnon and your protagonist Achilles are jerks, are awful. Yeah. <laughs> pretty bad people and the people that you're not supposed to be rooting for and the people who you know are going to die um are the people of troy which just it kind of tests your empathy do are you Mm -hmm. empathetic towards achilles he knows he's doomed are you empathetic toward uh why he dragged hector around Mm-hmm. You're supposed to root for him? Not necessarily, but you're supposed to go along with him, and that's I interesting to me. they want you to understand why he dragged his body. Well, And I, I think that's why the audiences did not, like, that was the majority of the reviews I saw, is they didn't like Achilles. They thought it was super dull. And, yeah, what? it was really, they thought the build-ups were really dull, which I actually and I, the, and the philosophizing, as Lily mentioned, which I do tend to agree, did get a little long-winded. I, I, I found myself about halfway through the movie, um, and and maybe people could take this as a criticism, but I really enjoyed it. About halfway through the movie, I did not know who the protagonist was. Um, <laughs> I like that. I do too. Yeah, I. I like I was like, okay, yeah, Achilles. He's gonna be kinda like our antihero, jerky kind of guy. Sure. And then Orlando Bloom shows up and it's like, alright, it's Orlando Bloom now and his love story and then Hector starts doing things like, Alright, maybe it's Hector <laughs> and then friggin' Agamemnon starts doing this like and wait, it maybe it's him and I, I just <laughs> like that. It isn't a story about one person. It's a story about this war. 
Uh, it's like, honestly, the, like the city of Troy is basically the main character. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally agree. And I think the point I think is made a few times in the movie where it's mentioned that Priam, Peter O'Toole, the King of Troy is better, is a better King, better man than Agamemnon. Oh, absolutely. Totally buy into that. And so I think the defeat of Troy and the death of Priam is sort of the death of honor, the death of goodness, the death mm. of um, virtue. We're really getting to our literary analysis now. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. I think. Which I think is perfect why they chose Peter O'Toole because he is the noble elder. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. And if we're on the subject of Priam, who is Peter O'Toole, who is the father of. Uh, Paris and um, uh, Hector. Hector, Eric Banana. Hector, yes. He is religious, and I love how spirituality kind of comes into play here, is that he is noble, and this is maybe what David Benioff, ben, Beninoff was Benioff? testing. Benioff? Benioff, Benioff was testing, is he chose every good thing, right? He chose to accept and embrace mm-hmm. yep. Helen he chose to accept Paris's decision and defend Helen. He also chose to take that horse in when uh, when um, Paris said to burn it. But yeah. Said to burn it, it and then he also the said he also said to attack the Greece, the Greek people, when they were when Hector said, "Oh, we have news that there's discord. Let them fight amongst themselves," but he went the other way and chose to attack them while they looked like they were on their weakest point. And that's mm-hmm. when Patroclus dressed up as, as, uh, uh, I was, I was going to call him Troy again. <laughs> <laughs> he, he also hired is, Priam. I don't, I, yeah. Priam also hired, I don't want to call him his spiritual advisor, Mm. Uh, but who, whoever was like his messenger to the gods or whatever oh, looked that, oh. exactly like him. And it threw me off every time he spoke <laughs> because it is oh, like, I saw an eagle with a snake in its talons. I'm like, okay, <laughs> when did you go outside? And then it cuts to Peter O'Toole. I'm like, wait, you're someone different. <laughs> Sorcery. And he shows up in a couple different shots where it's just like him talking. He's like, yes, I, I've gotten messages from the gods. It's like, I've never seen you in a temple. And it'll cut back to Priam. was like, oh, that's not you. Ah. <laughs> so which one did you think he was? Was he, Did you think he was Priam the whole time or did you think he was? Uh, yeah, every time, every time um, the, uh, uh, the, the high uh, priest, acolyte, counselor. Ha- high priest, whatever his, whatever his title was, every time he showed up on screen, I thought it was Peter O'Toole. <laughs> and I get thrown off when he would start talking to Peter O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminded me of Nikolai, uh, what is it? To take it to Russia, Tsar Nikolai II, mm. who did everything for his family mm-hmm. and ended up being a terrible Tsar and uh, ruining the kingdom, kind of. But Priam was a good king. It just didn't matter. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's good. Point. Good king in a bad situation, you know. <laughs> what, what would he, you do? Hindsight is not, twenty twenty. Not let Helen in Priam. the palace. <laughs> yeah. Send is that 2020 hoe back BC. home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I do like the the eroticism in this. I, don't, I know this is kind of weird. Let's but get no, real. But Let's no, dig into it. It's an erotic it's, movie. It is. <laughs> it's tactile too. Like you can yes. see the sweat. You can see the sand. You when, can uh, when, smell the sweat. <laughs> yeah, there's something primal about it. The music is very. Uh, I don't know, like drums and bass and it, it just feels me. ancient. It reminded me, I, I'm going to go way into the future. It reminded me of the music of Dune. Yes. You know who, what it reminded me of, Peter? What? It reminded me of a cross between Ghost in the Shell oh. and the cartoon, or the anime, yeah. sorry. And uh, it reminded me of uh, Enemy at the Gates. There was that horn, remember that horn? The mm-hmm, mm-hmm. da 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 and I, and I was like, Enemy at the Gates is about Stalingrad, and it had that same horn. Let me look online who did the music. <laughs> same guy who composed this composed Enemy at the Gate, which was a few years before this movie came out. But he used his own motif. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. When you find yeah, something that works. Yeah. I love I, that horn. That's why I remembered it from Enemy at the Gates. Okay. I have my next fun fact. Oh, yeah, please. Um... So this movie had some very, very impressive battle scenes, I thought. Like, mm. just thousands of people, like, in big armies, uh, just charging at each other. Um, and so I really wanted to look up how many extras they had. Um, okay, so, like I said, I was very impressed by, like, all the battles it looked like they had a whole mess of people there. Um, and, and like, it, it was very much, there, there were so many people charging into each other that there, there were like splashes where you saw people like almost fly into the air because they were just crashing into each other. So I wanted to look up how many extras were in the movie because I've worked with large numbers of extras before and like it takes four ever to do anything like historical like that. So I, that, that big battle between like Troy with all the armies there and all the armies of Greece coming over the mountains or the hills and just charging. I was like, Oh man, that must've been an insane day. Yeah. Um, there were 1250 extras. So one take. (laughs) Sorry, go on. Um, which sounds like a lot, but that is not very many. Like, I, I did a show where I worked with 600 extras, and we just barely, barely filled up a large building. Uh, like, we had to be, like, strategic to place people so it looked like this building was full, and that was <laughs> 600 people. To give you a comparison, a different big battle with a whole bunch of armies with Orlando Bloom and a bunch of flowy clothing, Lord of the Rings. Okay. 24,000 extras. Wow. (laughs) So either they did some really good CGI or they shot that battle a million times and just like dropped in all these different army people because it looked so good. I was very impressed. Do you know yeah. if it was one or the other, or you're just speculating? What I couldn't they find out. Done? Yeah, uh, I, I <laughs> got that I, secret I, lock and key. Yeah, all I found was uh, uh, there are 1,200 
extras mixed with some CG characters. And that's all it said. I couldn't notice. And I like, couldn't no. tell it was CGI. It was 2004, and I couldn't tell if it was CGI. You know what I loved in that battle between Menelaus and Orlando Bloom, a.k.a. I forgot his name, Paris? Paris. The uh, city of love. Paris. The city of love. Um, <laughs> were the people standing in the background. I love the audience participation of this movie is everybody stands around and watches this battle unfold. <laughs> and I think that would be super interesting to be a part of a sieged city and just yeah. see what the hell the enemy is doing to you at all times. Mm-hmm. Terrifying and interesting at the same time. So that was really cool that they brought that and put yeah. that into the sphere, brought that I, into the mix. I could not tell where... Uh, the Trojan palace was because at some points he's looking out over the palace and he sees past the walls. At some points he looks at the ocean and at some points he looks over the entire city. (laughs) (laughs) Good catch. Yeah. Well, it was really at the very end when they set Troy (laughs) on a blaze. Second. And Peter O'Toole walks out and he's like, Oh my God. It's this, it's a beautiful shot. It's looking over the city and everything's just going up in flames and you can see people running in from the Greek strongholds and just sacking everything. It looks really cool. Yeah. But I remember watching them. I was like, wait a minute. Weren't you just looking over the wall last time you were in the palace? Didn't you have like front row seats to watch your son get stabbed? What's going on here? I don't know. That palace stretches. Ooh, you know what palace I did love? Tell me. Well, well both of... The makeshift palace of Agamemnon, where yes. they put the tents over the boats. Very boat. cool. That was really, really cool. Rich colors, yes. and textures. Yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. And His then costumes were incredible. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I love the palace at the palace of Agamemnon in the first, where Menelaus comes. Uh huh. Where there's ask, all the big, big ass marble statues everywhere. It was also small, like what I imagine palaces were back then. Mm-hmm. It wasn't grandiose and larger than life. It was, we go outside, go up a hill, go into this cobblestoned, uh, paved area, which turns out to be a throne room. Uh-huh. And, hey, can you fight for me? There is... Ca- sure. That kind of reminded me of, like, he doesn't seek glory and all that stuff through architecture. It's like, he's probably not home a lot. No. He's <laughs> probably you know, 10 probably years at wars. put a lot of value no. on that uh, stuff. And while we're talking about Agamemnon, Brian oh, yeah. Cox. So, so good. My, my, one of my favorite, like, he could have so easily played it as, like, the classic lording tyrant uh, taking over the world, but like right. he is almost, he's almost playing it like a comedy. He's just like, oh yeah, mm, you don't really want to fight me, do you? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, he adds dimensions to a. He's so believable. He, well, he adds dimensions to a one-dimensional character. I yeah, think. he did an excellent job. That that in the very first uh uh battle quote-unquote that you see him in when he is uh uh just like almost casually taking over another kingdom 
Which battle yeah. is this? Is the, it the this very is, first battle? Is the like very the first opening of the new- Yeah, where the mm. giant dude comes out and Achilles fights him. They're doing um, a David and Goliath thing. Yeah, and, and he comes out and he's <clears throat> talking to the king of this city that I forgot. Uh, and Thermopylae he, or something. He says... Thessaly, like, that's what it was. Yeah, Thessaly, thank you. Um, and he says like, oh, yeah. uh, the people of Thessaly will never bow down to you. And he just goes, oh, that's what these people said. And that's what these people said. And that's what these people said. And that's what these people said. But <laughs> look at them now. They all work for me. <laughs> uh, it was just like, he, he was so enjoy. That's why I thought he was the main character for a little while. Because he's just oh. so enjoyable <laughs> to watch. Like, even though at the very end, he basically turns into a barbarian king. He goes, oh, yeah. burn Troy! <laughs> uh, Such a cool shot. It, it was, ah. Uh, he is one of my favorite villains I've seen in a long time. <laughs> well, and I think, um, yeah, it's a tricky character to write. Because mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you look at just, you know, my theater degree is going to show for like two minutes. <laughs> um, he is in so many ancient plays and texts where, um, you know, in the first play, the Osteria, I think that's his, I think that's what it, the I, play is called. He returns home and his wife kills him. Oh, Clytemnestra murders him because he sacrifices their daughter Iphigenia or Iphigenia at Aulis so that the ships will sail to Troy. Okay. <laughs> um, so in a lot of interpretations, he's just this blood seeking warmonger, child murdering, <laughs> you know, philandering. And I kind of like how there's some levity. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to do that version. You can read the plays. You can watch different ver- like this one. Right. He's, He's not Disney villain-ish, but a little Disney villain-ish yeah. in this one. He's it not al- so he's a- despicable. He's, he's not- almost smarmy. Yeah, yeah, he's not like this rapist, like, evil, daughter-murdering guy. <laughs> so I, I, liked liked, his- I liked that they didn't go with the obvious yes. decision for him. Right, right. I love that it wasn't, it wasn't just a romantic or a divine they were there wasn't romantic or divine reasons for going to troy it was really to for him an excuse to conquer yeah. like agamemnon so it was an excuse control, to conquer yeah so he could control like, the aegean sea and that i think that's what hector knew like when he was about to turn back and send him on the send her on her way mm-hmm. is that it was all all Almost too late because Agamemnon was gonna attack anyway. Oh yeah, Agamemnon you, was already. I mean, um, oh god, Sparta king, Menelaus. Menelaus. Menelaus was already at Agamemnon's throne, being like, "Let's yeah. go get him, bro, and kill my wife. <laughs> Let's go kill, kill my, my wife." <laughs> what a fun adventure! No, I I really like that distinction where, like Hector's like, it doesn't matter if you go back to Menelaus. Agamemnon's a warmongering freak. Mm-hmm. Like the ships of sail, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you repent. Well, it's, that- it's done. And I like how Paris and Tro- not Troy again. Troy is a character. Achilles. Achilles. Paris and Helen have an awareness awareness that like this is because of us, and they are mm-hmm. kind of annoying for that. But it also makes a distinction of like. Mm, War with Agamemnon was kind of inevitable, and he would have found some reason to fight them. Right. And I liked how it wasn't just like they didn't keep going on and on about all oh, this for Helen, huh? Your wife must be worth yeah. it. It's like, nah, he likes fighting. <laughs> yeah. 
It wasn't just on Helen. And Helen doesn't have a lot to do after. <laughs> no. After she's like, the, the first least half inter- of this movie. interesting woman, in my yeah. opinion, in this movie. I remember when I uh, when I the- read the Iliad back in high school, um, I came up with a new unit of measurement. Ooh, okay. Um, it's called a millihelen. Um, okay. Do you know what a millihelen is? Please no, tell me. I don't. Uh, it is the amount of beauty needed to launch one ship. <laughs> <laughs> so she had a, a, she a had a thousand Helen. Mil- oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> mm-hmm. She had a Helen, so she launched a thousand ships. A millihelen can only launch one. <laughs> <laughs> a killahella yeah. can launch 10,000 ships. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, I loved uh, I loved uh, that she had kind of the sad housewife vibe at the beginning, and then it was actually kind of heartbreaking. Her being in the midst of the Sparta king Metaleus, mm-hmm. who you could obviously see cheating on her everywhere. Oh he yeah, went. yeah, he's not a nice dude. No, he's a meanie. And there's um an interview with. Diane Kruger that she um, she gave I think a, a few years ago not that long ago where she talked about being in this movie and the just sort of the you know really wasn't received well and she got a specific review that I think is oh. part of the reason why people hate critics. Okay. Okay. And I she didn't list um, the specific interviewer news outlet that said it, but they said Diane Kruger is too beautiful for substance. Whoa, okay. And I was like, that's so not fair. I disagree with that. She was was good for the, it was the script writing that kind of bummed up on her. She's Helen of Troy. Yeah, that's kind of like the thing about her. You don't really have to have a lot of other qualities. (laughs) And even if that's true, And even though, even though in this one, she is smart and she's like, no, Menelaus will kill you. This is my fault. Mm -hmm. She's not just, oh. I love Paris, me, me, me. No, like she's she not like a bimbo. feels bad about it. She tries to go back to Menelaus on her own. She's not an idiot. Yeah, she no. tries to end things. She just was provided she's too hope beautiful by for Paris. substance. Mm-hmm. What did That's you say? That's just mean. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't come over on the mic or the the Zoom. What did you say, uh, Lily? Oh, that review's just mean. Yeah. 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 And it's, she said she went through a whole thing about her identity after years in that because she didn't know how to be an actress anymore. She was like, what are they going to say about me? I don't know what to do. Oh, oh wow. Oh, poor. So just choose your words wisely, yeah. people. Because okay. words have impact. <laughs> She's a good oh, actress. Yeah, she is. I don't see her in nearly enough things. That's, that's what I'd no. say. I saw I... her in National Treasure and Inglorious <laughs> Bastards, and that's kind of it. And this she was on a show on FX that she was really good in. I, uh, I, I was telling Lily before we started recording, uh, when she first showed up on screen, I thought it was Natalie Portman. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and a blonde she, wig. She, yeah, <laughs> like she has kind of like a similar face shape. Like when she started doing things, I was like, oh, it's not. But like uh, <laughs> I, I saw it, like, oh, Natalie Portman's in this movie, too. And I bought it because there were there were other stars. Yeah, and like she was stars. big in the in the 2000s. So makes sense. Well, Rose Byrne took me off guard when I saw it as an adult because mm-hmm. Rose Byrne or Rose Burns. Yes. Rose Byrne. Singular. Burn. 
Oh, okay. So she wasn't a big star or a recognizable star until no. um, Bridesmaids. So I watched it post-Bridesmaids and was like, that's Rose Byrne. <laughs> like oh younger than gosh. us, Rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 25-year-old Rose Byrne or 24-year-old. Ugh. <laughs> what? I thought Nothing. she was a, oh, okay. the most interesting she was great. woman in the movie. Woman? She fought back and had agency, and she was like, I will not have more men fight for me. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad because she's always like, no, don't fight. And every guy fights in yeah, this. Like, you know, I think I will fight, actually. <laughs> Shut well, up, she kind of convinces her. Yeah. She kind of convinces Troy, which I didn't get uh, when I was younger. Uh-huh. And now I get that, she, oh, that that's why the character change was so jarring for me in two days, if mm-hmm. it was a few weeks. But yeah. I was like, oh, it was Brius this whole time. Or Briseis. Oh, that's cool. uh, I really liked Brad Pitt's shield. (laughs) (laughs) And what he did with it, too. He was mastering that shield. Like, he was throwing it places. He was, like, putting it behind his back, protecting nothing, basically. But he looked really good doing it. He was like he looked good doing around. everything. He was like Captain America ing people, just like smashing them. Like I, I feel <laughs> like Brad Pitt could have single handedly conquered Troy if he was angry enough. If you yeah, keep wanted. If you say Briseis is in there, you gotta go save yeah. her. His accent though was a little weird. It was I on and off. tell what it was. In yeah. and out. <laughs> in and out. Because I think Historically, his dialect work isn't bad. Like in that movie Snatch, where he plays the Irish guy, it's oh, good. Yeah. So I, yeah. I probably get the idea that he didn't have a lot of help or resources with his dialect work in this because I had too busy help with those abs. A- I, it didn't exactly matter what right. he said as long as he looked good. Or Ugh. had a butt double. Yeah. Did Eric Banana have a butt double? I don't know. Did I only know about Brad in Orlando. Did Eric Bana have a butt in this movie? I don't remember Eric's butt. I can dream. <laughs> he is such a good actor. I He's don't great. know what he is I felt nowadays. so bad for Hector. He's like, God, I got to clean up after my brother. I just had a baby. I'm sick of he, this shit. He <laughs> by yeah, far I, was the most liked by critics. I was reading a lot of reviews trying to figure out what was hated about this movie. Uh-huh. Not him. Not him. They loved no, him. No, he left unscathed. Yeah. yeah. Unlike Hector. He did Hector. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, spoilers for a, a four thousand year old story. <laughs> yeah, dragged around, dragged around the city or whatever. Ugh. He's dragged back in, in the Iliad. Brutal. I I haven't read the Iliad, but I uh, browse Spark Notes from time to time, and it said that Achilles was like abusing Hector's body, but because one of the gods who sided with Troy was like protecting it, so no matter what Achilles did, his body was. Kind of preserved, which I thought was an interesting little huh. no, because uh, it he wasn't immune to pain in the nope. movie. His corpse had shown the damage. Yes, <laughs> also, and I liked Priam. his wife in drama key. Oh, I thought yeah, they I had good too. chemistry. She was great. Yeah, I like them. I do too. I ship them. They I should get married. Them. I ship I a put lot on of a ship. on this. Put You're not putting put them on a ship. On a ship. <laughs> okay, so we're getting. Closer to the end-ish? I think so. We're skipping around. We can go wherever we want here. So there's just a few things I wanted to say is, again, this war, famously bloody, total war. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
again, you have to just scan spark notes to learn like <laughs> what was done to women and enslavement and everything. Do you think this movie would have done better if they had not sanitized it as much? No. Mm. Okay. No, I, I think it would have been, in my opinion, yeah, I think it would have been received terribly. If that yeah. Just, it's interesting because David Benioff, Game of Thrones, oh, and seeing yeah. how he totally went the other way. So he had it in him to kind of go dark. The, yeah, I I do feel like they they went darker in the places that they should have. Like, you saw the injuries. You saw the cuts. You saw freaking <laughs> yeah. cousin boys getting his throat getting cut and, like, dying. Brutally, yeah. Uh, I feel like, especially Brut- for 2004, if they had gone full blood and gore, um, it would... And, like, enslavement. It, yeah, and I, I feel like it would have... I would have tanked. Okay. That's my that's my thought at least, because again yeah. they weren't even ready for like complicated character. Right. They weren't ready for mm-hmm. a flawed protagonists. Character. Yeah, the the antihero only came about really because of I don't know the the I don't know post Sopranos <laughs> that kind of came about with Breaking Bad and stuff. Yeah, right. The audiences weren't ready at that time. Maybe no, that's why it really didn't go, so. do good. Now that's if Achilles thing. if Achilles had melted a dude in a barrel. Maybe. What? what? It's true. And so you're talking about Breaking Bad now. <laughs> oh, I was like, is that a part of the Iliad? <laughs> and it's weird. That. There was a few moments where I noticed a changes in different versions of the movie. Because when I rented it at Blockbuster, when Ooh. I watched it for the first time, Achilles wow. decapitates the guy who is the guys who are like attacking Briseis at the end, uh-huh. like a swift swing of his sword and off goes his head. Yep. In this one, it's like, Oh, little paper cut, oh. I'm down. <laughs> they edited it. Like they, they didn't edited actually it. see them get it. And okay. they also changed the ending a little bit because you Did don't. They? So in this one, you, the ending is just uh, Sean Bond going like, let them say I walked with giants and you uh-huh. just, you know, the smoke from his funeral pyre. Yeah. Um, in the ver- first version I saw, you see Helen and the refugees of Troy escape into the mountains. Hmm. Which oh, I, yeah, I remember liked that. Because it just kind of ne- leaves a nice little button on the Troy storyline. Yeah. And it again, it's a huge departure cut. from the actual Iliad where Helen is forced to go back to yeah. Menelaus. <laughs> Paris is murdered. It's a, a really weird <laughs> departure where I thought... Would I have liked the original ending? Do I kind of like that Paris and Helen run away together? That because um Hector's widow Andromache is enslaved and mm-hmm. in the book or in the movie, thrown over the castle walls like it's bad. In, in, in the, the in the book, in the book, oh, in the book, yes, yeah. all of them in the die. epic poem. Yeah, Paris, Paris is killed. It's Brise- well, Briseis, I don't know. Does she exist in the Iliad? She does. She does. She does. Okay. But she doesn't exist like this. She's not the one true love. It's more like. Yeah. She's sort of combined with Cassandra in like the spiritual seer um, in the original text. They kind of made Briseis and Cassandra one Briseis Mm -hmm. character. I don't know enough about Iliad to know that. But yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Would you guys have liked the real ending or do you like the idea of them escaping? That there's well, some be honest, tro- ref- Troy refugees, refugees. Well, event. Virgil. So the Aeneid. Do you know that? Like the story of the Aeneid. I think Not you really. and I, Lily, watched the 
Remember there was that Ted Ed uh, video about <laughs> well, I why, I why watch should... Ted Ed when we're together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a ton of it. And there was one, why you should read Virgil's Aeneid. And it's the continuation of the story oh. because they made it Romanized because mm. they were, it was a gift to the king and it they wanted to legitimize his rule as he's just a continuation of the Greeks. Hmm. So this is how he got to Rome. Or this is how his ancestor, Aeneid, went on his Odyssey. So it's a Romanized version of the Odyssey, basically. And I didn't know this. I thought uh, the Trojan horse was a part of the Iliad. It's a part of the Aeneid. It is? It's it's not even shown up in the Iliad. Can you... I was going to read the Iliad, and I would have been horribly disappointed... (laughs) Yeah! If there was no Trojan horse at the end. Maybe yeah. that's why this movie is not called The Iliad. It's called Troy. Yeah. Or it could be the, the main character's name is Troy. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> From High School the Musical, Zac Efron's character. <laughs> knowing the accuracies of this movie, I don't think it even mattered what they called it. <laughs> they could have called it The Odyssey. <laughs> oh, God. Speak, speaking of which, I we talk about the Sean scene, Bean? Or the particular shot where... Uh, Sean Bon and the other Greeks are disassembling the horse from the inside out. It looks very cool. Yeah. That was amazing. I oh. love he that has the shot. best lines. And he has oh, he's he's Odysseus has the best lines. And it he's made me diplomat. really want a Sean Bean Odyssey movie. Really oh, bad. Same. I would same. watch a Sean Bean Odyssey. I would I watch it twenty t- like that would be my Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. <laughs> like I would watch the crap out of that. To have it come out in two thousand six, like think about like Two years, like green lit it right away. Yeah, in two thousand four, and then produ- went into a production in two thousand five. Came out end of two thousand six, and it's yeah. a Sean Bean movie. That would have been really cool. I would have been into that. He doesn't die. He doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, he has to. He has to show up in the Odyssey. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Reserving it for the Iliad. Or yeah. I'm sorry, the um, whatever. I, I liked him because he was so, so even handed. Mm-hmm. And smart, yeah. He was so even-handed. He was like not on Achilles' side, and he was definitely not on Agamemnon's side. No. He just knew that as king of Ithaca, he couldn't openly disobey the king of Greece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't good politically for Ithaca, which is yeah. His he had to just play realm. ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like? no. He, I, He's a he good was king. also every almost every single character in this movie. I really enjoyed like all the character work behind everyone was just good, solid, like. Fun to watch, fun to listen to. Like, well, that's funny that you say that, Peter, because that is what people did I not know. grasp. They it, just didn't think that any of the characters. They thought it was super dull. Nobody, no, none of the characters had anything to do. That's it so was, not true. I, need to read I, a I don't understand it either. People need to watch HBO. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was. Actually, you know what? Let's say this. Let's say we're on a boat, right? <laughs> Are we and to we- the end already? I love- we've been we've been talking for a while now. Have we? Yeah. Is there hour and a half, a little more. Oh. I like this talk. <laughs> okay, yes. So let's say we're on a boat, right? <laughs> and off in the distance we hear a siren song calling towards us. And uh, mm-hmm. uh as we crash into this island, we uh, look around and we see a golden sheep that is the movie Troy. Now, okay. 
what do you do with this golden sheep? Do you do you leave it on this island to uh, uh, not be looked at? Maybe do you take it back to your uh, home in Ithaca. What are you doing with this golden sheep, Lily? I take it back back to Ithaca and become friends with Odysseus and Penelope, mm-hmm. and I hang out with two thousand four Sean Bean in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'd take it as well. Take this fleece or whatever back to Ithaca as well. And I would not hang out with Penelope and Odysseus. I would become their third wheel, mm-hmm. the lover. You become one I of the suitors. You, oh. yeah, you, you'd marry become... Odysseus's wife while he's away. Oh, that's and me. then you were like hung from the ceilings of the palace when he comes home. I would say, look what I saw. I got this cool Troy uh, fleece, and he would kill me. Yes. With his and son. Telemachus, his son yes. would totally kill yeah. you. No, I, I agree with you too. I'm taking that sheep back. I want to show. I w- I would turn this movie into an oral tradition to be passed down over thousands of years, <laughs> and eventually turned into a movie starring Brad Pitt and his butt double and his butt and double and thighs as big as oak trees. Yeah, or whatever the whatever thighs the like a tree was. trunk. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I was wondering, with the exception of. 300 and Gladi- Gladiator swords and sandals movies really haven't been commercially successful for the past 20 years. Do you think this That's is true. kind of a victim of that? Like, I feel like this possibly. is one of the final nails nails in the coffin. Like because this didn't do very well, I'm sure there's like a whole bunch of studio execs who are like, oh, we can't do more of those. Like they, all- they already got their hit with Gladiator. That's all they need. Look at all the all the. Uh movies the sword and the sandals that have come out in the 2010s they were all chock full of cgi made on the cheap it felt Mm -hmm. like and really chock bad oh terrible (laughs) oh can i say it was good with michael fassbender but that wasn't like a wide release it wasn't received i don't think that great yeah i liked it passion of the christ Passion of no, the wait, Christ? that came out. That, wait, came, no. that, came out that was early 2000s. Yeah, was yeah that was the same year. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It makes me think of like, uh, uh, I want to say, it's not War of the Worlds. Attack of the, t- Attack of the, ti- War of the Titans, Gods and Monsters. Clash of the Titans. Oh. Clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, like anything like with the Greek so gods CGI. and ancient Greece. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they did the Moses story again. Oh, yeah. Christian Bale and... Uh, Exodus Gods and Kings, Exodus, which yeah. was and garbage. they did Noah. They remade oh, Ben Hur. They sure did. Which I don't know anybody who one watched it, two liked it. I don't know <laughs> anyone who saw the first yeah. Ben Hur in 1959 and went, "We got to do it again." Yeah, very strange, very strange. Can I say one more thing about no. the politics in this? Absolutely. Okay. Get right. out. I'll go home. Damn it! I'll just you end. You already the video. are home. <laughs> okay uh <laughs> i really enjoyed when uh menelaus had already died <laughs> and odysseus is like maybe we should go home uh menelaus is dead uh that's most the reason why we're here right yeah. i love the line where agamemnon's like my brother's blood is freshly spilled on the sand and you insult him and sean bean's like it's not an insult to say a dead man is dead. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> You're so right. Odysseus has the best lines in this. Oh, it, it's great. I love Shawnee Bean. Shawnee Bean, she As Odysseus, bean. you have your sword, I have my tricks. 
we touched on this before. I know I'm bringing one more thing up, <laughs> but we touched on this before. Did you guys like the very romantic ending? Like the death in the arms. Yes. Achilles. But I'm biased. I did like that. Yes. I did too. I did too. A lot of people did not. You know what I think it is? For me, it's like this story, again, 4,000 years old, been told a million ways. (laughs) We can have one like this. Yeah. There can be one version where he dies peacefully in the arms of the woman he loves, where Helen and Paris escape. You know, like, I liked it. We can have one gentle, sanitized ending. Yeah. Yeah. Culminating in the uh, mass blaze of an entire city. (laughs) I know for this version, that's still sanitized. (laughs) Because we see no babies thrown from the walls. (laughs) That was brutal when Hector said that No women are enslaved and taken back on the ship. You watched the Troy uh, Netflix special or Netflix miniseries. I did. I watched it all in a day. Wow. And you liked it. The first time. Liked it better than this movie? (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. This, so... Troy Fall of a City on Netflix, it's more true to the text. Ah. So if you want to watch that, that's what that's for. How many butts? A few butts. A few butts. A few uh, also male butts. Almost only male butts, which I appreciate. Still great eye candy for me, basic straight girl. (laughs) But, and this is going to sound so mean. I'm so sorry to the actress who plays her. Helen isn't pretty enough. (laughs) (laughs) Too much substance. Too much Helen substance. isn't pretty enough. <laughs> oh, oh God! Well, but that's worth no. a watch. It's a fun comparison to compare this Troy to Troy Fall of a City mm-hmm. because you do see Hecuba, you see Agamemnon as the real like monster, and you see a mm. really cool version of Odysseus, which I really like. Okay. And you actually see him leave Ithaca. Hmm. So. It's fun to compare the two. Yeah. Next time you want to uh, uh, dedicate an entire day to the Battle of Troy, you can spend half of it watching this movie and half of it watching that (laughs) miniseries. I don't know if we did touch on that during this episode. This movie is almost three hours long. Yes. Yes. And the pacing... Great. It is. Yeah. Ironically, it's it felt shorter than the seventy-seven movie seven seventy-seven minute. Priest movie. Yeah, it flew by <laughs> compared to Priest. <laughs> All right. Well, um, long yeah. live Troy. Long live long Troy. Troy. Long live Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Uh, like, I highly suggest this movie. It's on oh, Netflix. Go watch it. And who it. knows how long it's going to be. Netflix can be very fickle. I would say watch it now while yeah. you can. Lost masterpiece. That's what I say. This Absolutely. Movie I think when so. yeah. everybody asks me what's an underrated movie, I do say this one. You can just look at Brad Pitt and just be happy because he looks that good. That's a treat. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, well th- thank you for listening to another episode. Um, and, I've, uh, been, I've been Wesley. I've been Peter. I've been Brisez. I mean, I've been Lily. Patroclus is gay. Uh, uh, goodbye. Gay. Goodbye from obscurity. Ah. <laughs> oh.